three ways to improve your design portfolio. Sometimes you have the right work on your web on your design portfolio, right? But it's not shown in described in the right way. And this subtle, you know, this subtle detail can make a lot of difference in your work. So I'm going to tell you three ways to improve your design portfolio today. You may think, how can I show recruiters? How can I show what recruiters want to see in my portfolio, right? Like, how can I, what's the best way to let them know that I am the right fit for the company, for the job that I've applied to, maybe? And I will just tell you like the three-step guide that can let you more job interviews because you show the recruiters what they want. Usually, you don't, you write usually because, you know, you want to show your skills, you want to show your level, your knowledge about design, about uh, graphic design, usually, or product design, and... This is usually focused on you, but with this, you can you know, better tweak it and get it right for the recruiters. So the three-step process are one, operational influence. Second is conscious com competence. And the third is retrospective. Let me explain. No worries. Let me explain. Step one, operational influence. No matter your level of experience, it's important to show to recruiters how you made things move forward during a project by interacting with other teams and adding value to the conversation. You need to show them that you are someone that works easily with different teams. Usually designers are, you know, the type of person that stays focused on design only, or this is the idea that other people get, where you just focused on yourself on, on design and you don't really care about anything else. But by showing to the recruiters that you are able to work with other team members from, I don't know, like uh, with the coding team or with the marketing team, you are able to, you know, bring value to the table and, and you know, just show to, be, to the recruiters that thanks to you, the project moved forward in a better way. This will really bring value to, to you and the recruiters will see that, okay, this person is also someone that can work in a team, not just on itself um, and let everybody else do the rest of the work. Step two is conscious competence. As a designer, nothing should be randomized, and every decision you take needs to be justified. More than the deliverables, what a recruiter is really looking for is how a designer got to these deliverables. Every color and shape needs to be here for a reason. Justify. This is super important because usually you're just like, oh, I'm just... <laughs> It happens to me as well, right? Like you want to design something and you, and it just looks cool. It looks cool, so you're like, yeah, it's it's cool. But for recruiters or for even managers, you you <laughs> this doesn't justify why you added like a blue color, for example, or why this shape is so you know rounded. So you need to have more justifications to why you design stuff and why you took decisions to make these things. And over usually more often than than not, the recruiters are going to better take care of, uh, are going to be more focused simply on understanding why you took this, this, this design decision more than why you, more than the end product of it. So that's something to be really careful about, that you showcase your, your process, why you decided to make this, uh, the color blue than yellow. You know, sometimes it's just like, well, it looks better, but Looking better is not always a reason. Like, for example, blue is the favorite color of most human beings on Earth. So because of that, you can say that since your, I don't know, like your design is toward 
um, a vast majority of people, like for example, Facebook is for many people, it's not just one person, then Facebook decided to go with blue, right? Because blue is the favorite color of, of most human beings. So it's a good way to, to, to show that. Plus blue brings some you know, safety reasons and something professional as well. So by explaining more in depth your design decision, you can really reassure the recruiter and show to him or her that you don't just design because it looks good, you design for a reason. And the third step is retrospective. No matter what you do, there is always a lesson to be learned. Always make sure to add a retrospective, aka what you learned, during a project. Write a critical analysis of what went right or wrong, how your mind changed while working on it, etc. So it's always good, like that's something I've learned actually when I was doing um, a lot of philosophy work back in high school, <laughs> where I had a philosophy class like a lot of times. And you have to learn how to understand, like how to take a step back and look back at what you did. And it's pretty, like it's very interesting and it's very good as a designer because you, as a designer, you always start a project with some ideas, you know, with um, maybe a mindset. And the more you learn about the users, the more you do like researches, you will, the more your brain and your mindset is going to change, tweak, evolve. And I think that really helps. But you don't, if you don't tell, like you might feel it and you might um, understand it yourself. But if you do not express it in your portfolio and to the recruiters, then they will not know it. And I think it's pretty important to really let them know that. How you evolve. What did you learn? Or why should, like, if you knew the stuff at the, at the end of the project, what you could have at the beginning, like, if you know the things once you finish the project at the beginning, what you would have done differently, for example, it's always very good to have a retrospective about the project and your point of view about it and what you th your opinion about it as well is very important. I think, I think it brings um, a lot of personality into your design and into your portfolio that the recruiter will really appreciate these tips are mostly for UX product designers, as you may have maybe noticed, but I think it can be used for visual and graphics designers as well. It's not like, you know, it's always focused for someone, but it's the same with books, for example. Like, I don't know if you read a lot of books, but I personally like to read books or even like, uh, well, anyway, <laughs> I like to read books, but these books are not usually focused on designs. They can be focused on spirituality, health, mindset, and even if it's not fully related to me, um, I think that I can still learn something and grab some knowledge out of it. So it's, I think it's pretty good for anybody who's in the design uh, industry to get these tips maybe. Let me know in the comment section if you felt like it was a good thing. And don't forget to, to like it. It's very important. So yeah, time to get an awesome job. And uh, I trust you. Also, I would like to thank... Um, Chris Lee on Medium, who wrote an article about it, um, which was the three, I'm not sure, I'm not sure the article, I think it's the three, three ways to improve your design, or the three things that every designer should have in their portfolio. Um, make sure to give it a, give it a read, it's very interesting, and i see you for the next one.